HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by greatbrewers.com, a social media marketing platform dedicated to promoting the world's great brewers and the beers they create. For more information, visit greatbrewers.com. Hi, this is Celia Kutcher, host of Animal Instinct, and you are listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Hey, 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 this is Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. It's December 2nd, 2014. I'm Jimmy Carboni from Jimmy's Number 43 and the Good Beer Seal. Thanks for our sponsors, greatbrewers.com. All right, so we're talking about Rhode Island beer today. Um, we've got a room full of interesting guests, m- m- most of whom have never tried any Rhode Island beers. But uh, <laughs> this show is thanks to Chris O'Leary from Brew York, New York, who brought a bunch of samples down, and also our, our good listener, Lamal Moore in Rhode Island, who's always uh, sending in notes and photos of uh, great beers from Rhode Island. So, guys, welcome to the show. Chris, Leary, welcome in, buddy. Thanks. Thanks. I think I should establish my chops on Rhode Island <laughs> beer, because why is this guy who writes about beer in New York City, you know, uh, yeah, responsible for a Rhode Island beer show? But I grew up in Rhode Island. I'm very proud to uh, to call it uh, you know, home, and... Uh, very proud to have a beer scene that we can finally be proud of. Um, it's really come a long way in the last few years. And, uh, you know, the, it's no longer for beer geeks a bump on the road somewhere in between, you know, Brooklyn Brewery and Harpoon or Sam Adams. So. Well, we know that there's some local stories. We know that there's there's a, a brewery that's licensed here, Third Reel Brewing. I know that they go up to uh, Newport Storm. Mm-hmm. And make yep. their beers. Yep. And uh, another local tie is uh, Basil from uh, Finback Brewery here in Queens. Um, grew up in Rhode Island as well. So there's a few ties. Um, and, uh, you know, we have a small but proud Rhode Island expat community here in uh, here in New York. So uh, we're, we're close enough to home. And, uh, and surprisingly, though, don't get much, if any, Rhode Island beer down here. Um, in fact, the, the only thing that we get that's even Rhode Island that has ties to Rhode Island is, um, Narragansett and coincidentally, most of their beer is brewed here in New York state. So in Rochester, so figure. <laughs> hey, we got some other great, we got Zach Mack from ABC beer company. How's it going? Hey, Zach and Nico Kremitis, uh, who's the Yankee Brew News correspondent. 
Hi, Jimmy. for New York. Um, and also, we, we brought along the Yankee Brew News this, this month because it's one of the few magazines that actually covers Rhode Island beer. <laughs> and there's a guy named, uh, we'll give some shout-outs, Larry Brown. He's the correspondent for uh, Yankee Brew News in Rhode Island. And he covered everything from uh, Crooked Current to Tilted Barn Brewery. Uh, to Whalers Brewing and, and Foolproof Brewing. And um, I know, Chris, you brought some of these in today. Yep, yep. I uh, brought some stuff from uh, Foolproof. Got some stuff from Graysale here as well. Uh, Newport Storm, uh, the oldest production brewery in Rhode Island. Um, and uh, Revival as well, um, who uh, whose brewer, Sean Larkin, is probably one of the... Um, there's hardly a beer in Rhode Island he hasn't touched in one way or another, either by inspiring someone or leading the beer scene in Rhode Island. So um, his, his beers are here, too. Although these are brewed um, in uh, Connecticut, uh, Cottrell in Pawkatuck, which is uh, literally walking distance from the Rhode Island state line. So that's on a technicality that it's not part of, <laughs> part of the Rhode Island beer scene. Zach, why are you on the Rhode Island Beer Show? Uh, well, I'm a New Englander too. I grew up in Boston, which you know is the big brother, but uh, grew up kind of told never to go down to Providence because it was really unsafe when I was a kid. Uh, <laughs> safe for a few things my parents dragged me along to, um, but it all got cleaned up in the late '90s, and, and everything seems to be nice down there. Um, I mean, that was before I was of drinking age, but I I think that New England in general were kind of reared with this. Uh, with this acceptance of craft beer, maybe it's the Boston Beer Company and, and Sam Adams' prevalence there, and you don't have to grow up knowing only anything but micro or macro beer. Um, so for me, it's just something that, I, as a kid, I, I was always used to being being into the local uh, beer scene, and, and I've been accepting of it. So glad to see Rhode Island's finally kicking up. All right, mm-hmm. Chris, what's the first beer that you opened? Uh, opened the uh, I think you're having the uh, Revival Burn Cider Pale Ale. Um, the Burnsider being um, the uh, uh, Burnside, General Burnside, uh, a Rhode Islander uh, who was famed for coining the term sideburns. Um, hence the... Yeah, but I really believe that. <laughs> I believe that. I, I, I'm not joking. I'm not joking. It <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's a pretty great beer now. Um Sean um, Larkin, he is the – it's his own brand that he started. He was also the brewmaster for uh, Trinity Brew House in Providence, which is our oldest uh, brew pub, opened in the mid-'90s. Um, and he now has a new uh, brew pub in Cranston, Rhode Island called Brewtopia, um, which opened in uh, May of this year. Um, he's also now brewing a lot of the kegged uh, revival beers there as well. So, um, you know, his packaged stuff is brewed just outside the state, but his uh, keg stuff is brewed in Rhode Island now at his own facility. Nico, have you had any experience with Rhode Island beers? Uh, actually, this is my first, which is why uh, when I was invited, I jumped on the opportunity to uh, to come and listen to Chris uh, dissect <laughs> these beers. But you did. You, you write for Yankee Brunas. You, you wrote a great article about canning on the go. Yeah, um, I followed uh, Tyler from Ironheart Canning, and uh, he's a he's a great he runs a great uh, company called Ironheart Canning, and it's uh, one of the mobile canners uh, in the country. 
Chris, any canning going on in Rhode Island? There is canning. Um, the the two breweries that do that almost exclusively can have their own canning lines. Um, one is uh, Gray Sale, uh, which is probably the oldest of the new wave of craft brewers in Rhode Island. They opened three years ago, and then Foolproof, which opened uh, just under two years ago. They're almost exclusively canning their stuff too. In fact, Gray Sale um, was funny because I just went to visit them this past weekend, and they now have a canning line. When they first started, they hand canned all their beer, mm-hmm. and they were they. I think they canned hand canned about three hundred and fifty thousand cans wow. <laughs> before wow. they finally got their canning line in. So, so obviously there is a huge benefit to that mobile canning. Um, that uh, you know, I mean, Ironheart wasn't even really around when when Graysale started their operation, but you know, it can certainly help get brewers off the ground when they want to get packaged beer out. Yeah, yeah, I feel like this this whole wave of mobile canning kind of is is new, and you know, within the last three years, it's really taken off, and uh, it's only growing. Yeah, uh, and that's it. You know, as as a as the ocean state and a state that prides itself on beaches. Um, it's great to have those cans around to, uh, to, to bring to the beaches. <laughs> yep. So, <laughs> and for those drives up to, to the white mountains and the green mountains in New Hampshire and Vermont and hiking there, you know, easier to carry in, carry out. So, uh, Chris, what's the next beer? Uh, we got a lot of beers to I taste know, today. We do. We do. And we got some Collins coming on too. Um, well, I mentioned, speaking of cans, um, We've got Graysale here. This is the Flying Jenny. Now, actually, on a past episode of Beer Sessions, I brought this in. And I think Sean McCain um, was sitting right next to me in the studio here, and I handed him this beer. And his eyes lit up. He was he was off mic at the time, and his eyes just lit up, and he was staring at me and just, like, mouthing, this is great, <laughs> pointing at the beer. So uh, I figured I'd bring it back for a return appearance this time. Uh, American Pale Ale. Um, you know, nice, bold, hoppy, uh, character to it, uh, cascade hops, um, you know, they, sale, flying Jenny. Yep. Yep. That's pretty uh, good. Columbus Tomahawk. And yeah, I want to hear what well. Nico and Zach have to say about it. Uh, right. Hold on one second here. <laughs> I'm still on the first. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to face ourselves. We've got a long I'm show this, and a lot I'm of on beer. the third. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't just drink on the show, but we, it's also a special day today. It's like giving Tuesday and check out heritageradionetwork.org. It's a good time to donate, become a member, you know, before the end of the year. So always check it out, heritageradionetwork.org. And I, someone out there is tweeting for us today, at beer underscore sessions. Uh, so a lot of things going on. And uh, Lamel Moore, I'm going to tell you something about him. He's going to come on in the, sec- the second segment. But he's definitely a, a, a good Beer Sessions listener. He's tweeted and emailed many times. And uh, we've been looking forward to having a Rhode Island show. Luckily, that Chris, you're up in uh, Rhode Island for Thanksgiving. Um, I know that when, when uh, Lamel comes on, there's also going to be Dami Olson from Foolproof Brewing on the phone. But, um, you know, we haven't really had too many chances to taste Rhode Island beers. No, like I said, not much gets down here. I mean, again, the, 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 even the, the strong brewers on the brewing scene in Rhode Island, I mean, Newport Storm obviously being the oldest production brewery, they just this uh, week announced that they're distributing in Pennsylvania. It's the first time they've really left uh, the North, New England, in fact, um, with their distribution. Um, Foolproof is um, you know, in a handful of New England states as well. Uh, Gray Sale, same thing there. Um, so there's, you know, they're not getting too far, you know, and but that's that's fine because they're producing a lot of beer still, and 
and uh, you know it sells. So, so it how sells many, a lot. How many breweries too. are in Rhode Island, Chris? Uh, Fourteen, by my last count, production breweries or brew pubs. And um, knowing how many, like what your thing is, how many of those have you actually been to? Um, a thirteen. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh wait, actually, no. I take that back. Twelve, twelve. Uh, <laughs> do, you, do you get tattooed? Do you get tattooed on your back for every brewery you've been to? Chris? Yeah, right. Well, are, are you the guy? Also, are you trying to go to a brewery in every state? Was that one of your goals? That, that's a goal. That's a long. That's a long term goal. I've been to 126 breweries this year, though. So, um, and uh, among them, you have tattoos uh, from all those breweries. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have any. Uh, you know. Skin left on my body that wasn't inked up. If I did that, so we're in Bushwick. Um, <laughs> we are we are in Bushwick. It would kind of fit in. Um, no, the, uh, the 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 of the thirteen that oh, sorry the fourteen in the state. Um, uh, you know, I think uh, five have opened in the last year, um, and uh, you know, and all but five have opened in the last three years. So. Um, we've come a long way really quickly. There was a long time. I joke about how um, the the Providence Phoenix, which was the uh, the alt weekly in Providence, it just folded uh, back in October. But they have had a best of Rhode Island uh, poll, readers poll every year, and for the longest time, uh, for the you know first decade of, of the century, it was. Um, it was uh, best brew pub or brewery in Rhode Island, and it was just the five that were open were your choices when you voted. Um, and then more recently, they split it into brew pub and brewery because finally we were able to do that. So uh, there were more options uh, this year uh, than you know any other year so far. So um, it, it, we've definitely seen progress, but uh, we did kind of you know, re- remain stagnant, uh, during the aughts, you know? Um, but I mean, th- there was definitely room for growth and some really entrepreneuring, um, talented brewers have, uh, found that, uh, they can be very successful in Rhode Island. Did we try both of these revival beers? Um, I think so. I don't know if you tried the Zeppelin, the Zeppelins that have a bison. Let's um, try the Zeppelin. I don't here. know if uh, yeah. I have any left in this, but, uh, well, there isn't much. Oh, I got the Hefeweizen. <laughs> that was, that was a nice think? Hefeweizen. I, I got to try that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what? And, and, and the thing is about Rhode Island beer is that there, I don't think there's really one defining characteristic of the beer that's coming out of Rhode Island. I mean, there's a lot of breweries doing a lot of different things. Um, and most of them are very well-rounded, not necessarily specializing in something with the exception of uh, Proclamation, which uh, just opened at the beginning of this year, um, they're really uh, they're you know they're yeast wranglers really. They're they're doing a lot of Brett beer. Um, they're doing Belgian style beers, farmhouse beers. So um, so it's it's good to see that they're starting to carve out um, niches for themselves. Proclamation actually was closed this weekend, didn't make it over there, but that's because they're upgrading to a 10 barrel system. So, um, from a very small system that took up, you know, a corner of their space. Let's pop that Narragansett too. So sure. The only beer I could get in New York city commercially was Narragansett. Uh, And one of the reps brought the coffee stout over. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, of this, well, Chris, just, uh, for, for Zach, so you're looking at new beers to buy for ABC Beer Company. Right. Let's say like someone came in with a portfolio of Rhode Island beers. I mean, what questions would you ask, or how would you go about, uh, you know, selecting beers like this well, if they were available? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a little prejudiced because I always try to bulk up my New England section when I'm picking up stuff because yeah, I mean that's what I know and I like and hometown pride and all that. But uh, usually I, I 
you know, if the beer speaks for itself, it's just one thing. You know, if it's if it's another knockoff of like a, a, a small school brew pub idea of like a mediocre pale ale, you know, I won't jump at it. But um, maybe for novelty's sake, you pick up pick up stuff. But when something like he's talking about yeast wranglers coming out and carving in new niches of, of pretty complex stuff, um, makes it a no brainer. I had tried more wine from Rhode Island mm-hmm. than I had beer yeah. before this. Yeah, I mean, uh, Sakonet Vineyards Sikon, is, yeah, exactly. is, is one of the better known wine producers in New England. So, yeah, and, yeah, and that's actually great stuff. So it, it, I think it's not that there's a lack for want in, in Rhode Island for good beer. Providence is one of the best food cities. On the East Coast, and I will I will lay down on that. It's really really good. You got all the Johnson and Wales graduates sticking around, so you know they're they're used to good tasting stuff, and, and they have good. Let's say we go to Providence mm-hmm. this weekend. Yep. Name a couple places to get beers and, and good food. Uh, Julian's, off the I mean, top of my head, is one of my favorite places. I, I go for brunch and have a couple big beers, and I'm done for the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Julian's is fantastic. Um, uh, Rogue Island, which is relatively new, lots of um, locally sourced food, and they focus on Rhode Island beer as well. Um, I also like What Cheer Tavern, uh, which is down closer to the Johnson Wales campus, actually. Um, they have a great beer selection, really friendly people, um, small, cozy place, and really excellent food, too. Their buffalo wings are you know, locally sourced, which yeah. it's, it's, not, it's not that you get that too often. So, uh, <laughs> and then, the Nico, farms. for you, like as a journalist, you know, let's say you're going into Rhode Island checking out beer. I mean – what, what, you know, what, how do you set your radar? You know, as a journalist, what, what are you looking for if you went into a new market? Well, I guess my question would be: Are the breweries in Rhode Island are they kind of eyeing New York City as a market that they might eventually enter in the future? That's a good question. I, you know, I I honestly don't know. I think that I think there's definitely an appeal here for, and it's you know, a lot of them are already in Connecticut, so it's a logical next step. But, um, you know, the cost of entry here is a little much and, you know, there are some challenges. I mean, I've been a big supporter of the fact that, you know, local breweries can really uh, – not local breweries, but small breweries can distribute in New York as long as they do it smart. You know, they work with the right distributor and they just go to the the key accounts that they need to because you don't have to distribute – you know, to every single bar in New York City or every single bar that even serves craft beer in New York City. You just got to get to the ones where people are going to want to seek out your beer and the people who know you are going to appreciate your beer. Zach yeah. Spot. Great. Zach <laughs> Spot. Yeah, I was looking right at ABC <laughs> Beer. Right. Hey, guys, we're, we're going to take a short break. We'll be back in a few minutes. We'll have some calling guests on the Rhode Island Beer Show on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. So you like good beer. Whether you're a craft beer pro or just had your first sip of an IPA, GreatBrewers.com is your number one beer resource on the internet. GreatBrewers.com bridges the gap between the world's great brewers and the consumers who enjoy their products. With so much information and misinformation out there, GreatBrewers.com focuses on education and leaves no stone unturned. Take the great beer test on their website and browse through an extensive product catalog. Download their mobile beer cloud app, which includes a GPS beer finder, a beer sommelier, and descriptions for over 5,000 different brews. What are you waiting for? Back up that passion for craft beer with some solid information and education. Visit greatbrewers.com today.
It is so exciting to have this new medium. Posting after the jump has been a huge part of me transitioning from being a blogger to somebody who has sort of real important conversations with people in real life. My show, I I kind of describe it as an audio trade magazine. I learn a ton from the guests every week, whether it's at restaurants, bars. All the hosts at Heritage all come from different perspectives. Everyone should be listening to this. If you're interested in conservation and and practical approach to renewable food sources, you know, not this big industry. Whether it's history, uh, laws, social policies of food, I think people now take food seriously, and hopefully what's on their plate will become something very special. And I feel that podcasting has a future, giving people information in a format they can really use on the go. We need your support to keep these conversations going. To donate, visit heritageradionetwork.org backslash donate. Hey, 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 welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. It's your PBS moment. Check it out, heritageradionetwork.org. Become a member today. There's a lot of benefits. And uh, get to keep listening to shows like Beer Sessions Radio, Ferment About It, and uh, a couple other shows about spirits and wine and everything. So this is my favorite uh, radio network. I only talk to uh, people with beer, cider, sometimes spirits. Actually, coming up on December 16th, we're going to do a new show we're going to do a show with beer and spirits. We have some New York State spirits producers on. That's going to be pretty great. But right now we're talking about Rhode Island beer, and our, our calling guests are on. We've got Lamel Moore and uh, Dammy Olson. Are you guys both on the line? Yes, I am. This is Dammy. Hey, Dammy, how are you, man? We're here. Uh, we're just about to pop one of your beers. Uh, Chris, what, what foolproof do we have here? I've got a bottle of the Reverie. Actually, Dammy gave me, uh, was that Wednesday when I was at the brewery? On yes, the, it was. In the, in the middle of the snowstorm um, that turned into a washout rainstorm. So everyone panicked for nothing. So, <laughs> in fact, when I walked, when I, when I was on my first beer, there was about an inch of snow on the car. And by the time I left, it had all washed away. So successful but so new england <laughs> if you don't like the weather in rhode island wait so you spend your time drinking and you miss the snowstorm <laughs> yeah exactly god that's horrible but so danny tell us about so foolproof brewing just tell us where you are and uh kind of your philosophy behind it uh we are in Pawtucket, rhode island um which is just north of providence uh, probably about two exits away from downtown providence um we tend to I should say I like to make try to make beers that are somewhat balanced. That's my goal. So you're having Reverie right now, which is our Russian Imperial Stout, and that one is oh nice, lots of chocolate malts. You know, roasted barley malt is in there. Oh, a little black patent. It's just a nice, nice heavy dark beer. So it's got a lot of body to it, and the sweetness is balancing out the um, bitterness of the malts. That's pretty great, that's, that's really Nico. What do you think? There's Nico from Yankee Brewers. What do you think of this beer? That's that's this tastes great. I agree. This is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. No, it's yeah. it's different. It doesn't. It's not as roasty as 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 many Russian imperial styles. I was expecting that syrupy hit, and it didn't. It was very good. Yeah. We got Lamel on the line now too. Hey, Lamel, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going, guys? Well, again, I'm, I'm going to give you a shout out. You've you've been a big supporter and a regular listener of our show. And thanks for uh, encouraging us to do a Rhode Island beer show. Oh, it's it's, uh, it's great to finally see this uh, being done and uh, being updated from the last show, from the last from the original show I listened to. 
<laughs> so what, what what are some of the uh, Rhode Island breweries that you're, you're drinking the most of? Uh, tell you the truth, now that I'm more of a bit of a health kick, I haven't really uh, been drinking that much. But uh, I would say definitely the two most, if you go down to my basement cell, it's going to be uh, Proclamation Ale and uh, really digging um, what Sean's been doing at a... Uh, Revival. He, he has a. He put out a white electric coffee stout. Can't get any cans or bottles yet, but uh, if you go to a bar, you can get that pretty good. And also, too, obviously, the stuff that uh, Nick uh, Nick Garrison been putting out at Foolproof. That's pretty much a regular in my uh, fridge in the basement. Yeah. Hey, hey, Danny, can I ask you to uh, explain some of your background? Because I know you've you've uh, there's some listeners out here who probably are familiar with some of the other breweries that you've worked with in the past. Oh, sure. A um, little bit of background. I was a chemist for a number of years, and I quit that in 2006 and decided to go off to brewing school. I had been home brewing for quite a while before that. And then I came back out, and I was looking for work, and managed to land a role at Penichuk, um up in Milford, New Hampshire. These, this was a brewery. The head brewer up there, and we had some large format beers, you know, the ones that people tend to remember the most would be Pajarnik, uh, which had a very funny spelling on it, and that was our Russian Imperial Stout that was aged in whiskey barrels with vanilla, um, Pompier, our barley wine, and a few others that were, they were all in the one liter bottles mm-hmm. that you could really find. That Pompier, I, by the way, I, I, I told Amy last week I was in uh, Stockholm, Sweden a couple weeks ago, and there were still some 2008 bottles of that at Akarat in Stockholm. <laughs> so it's pretty cool to I see that. A, I got a laugh out of that. <laughs> <laughs> This is cool. I mean, I feel like I'm in like another world, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, right, right out and guys. Well, that's that's Lamel. Lamel. So Lamel. Um, so you, where do you live, Lamel? Uh, sorry, what was that? Where, where do you live in Rhode Island? Uh, I live in uh, Providence. Providence. So, what are some of the uh, beer bars or, or establishments that you go to to drink beer in, in Providence? Oh gosh, <laughs> put me on the spot here. Uh, Definitely, I would say uh, Sullivan's Tap House in uh, Pawtucket, Rhode Island. Their sister company, their sister uh, bar place, uh, Doherty's Ale House, also in Pawtucket, is a great one. And we also, we're very fortunate where we've got a couple of new ones in Providence, uh, one being specifically Rhode Island. And they do a great job on focusing on local beers, from even from the, uh, the Short Star region of Connecticut, um, and a few other very local places, but definitely the two, my two places are Sullivan and Doherty's where they have an amazing, uh, amazing tap list and bottle list as well. Yeah, Doherty's has kind of a, uh, a little empire of craft beer joints going on now, including one down in Warwick where I grew up. Um, they opened one uh, last year, and yes. it's, it's kind of a palace to craft beer in terms of just the sheer tap selection. Um, and yet, sometimes I get nervous about the number of taps, but everything I've had for them has tasted fresh and good. So um, really happy to see see them continue to, to build on their empire and expand uh, into the suburbs as well. Cause, yeah. Chris, what is, it? what is it about Rhode Island? Were they just behind on the laws? I mean, I'm reading in Yankee Brew News about the tilted – Tilted, Tilted barn. barn. Yep, yep. They're saying farm that brewery. they don't have a, a farm brewery license yet. No, no, they don't. Um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm still at a loss for why everything just picked up almost, you know, on a dime in 2011. Um, I don't know if Dami or, or Lamel can can chime in on that, but uh, 
but yeah, just in the last three years, we've had some some pretty rapid expansion in terms of number of breweries in Rhode Island after being pretty stagnant for so long. Um, what, do you, what do you guys think, Lamal or Dammy? Well, yeah, I, yeah, I think. Um, well, unfortunately, during that time, I was still I was still actually living in uh, southeastern Virginia, the Hampton, Newport News, Yorktown area. But actually, when I moved back about three years ago, that's when things um, really picked up. And I think it's just the laws and. Um, I think circumstances and just like the right timing. We just, we, Rhode Island is at a boom impact right now. And I think, uh, and, and actually, fortunately, a lot of the politicians and lawmakers are realizing that those are great manufacturing jobs as well. Mm-hmm. Especially since Rhode Island, he have unfortunately one of the highest unemployment rates. And those are actually true manufacturing jobs that they can uh, bring to the state. Mm-hmm. And the loosening of laws, uh, some of our laws are still a little, uh, not where they should be, but I do believe that uh, it's growing, it's getting better, and, and that's why we do have such a, a, a great, um, prosperous brewing company that we do, uh, brewing uh, field that we do right now. Dammy, what do you think about uh, about what's what's brought the turned the scene around in Rhode Island? Um, one of the things is you take a look at both Massachusetts and Connecticut. You know, you had quite a number of breweries in both of those states. And Rhode Island, you know, for the longest time had one production brewery, and that being Coastal Extreme slash Newport Storm. Mm-hmm. And when we were looking at things, you know, we said, you know, it's an untapped market. And I, I have a feeling that everyone was sort of looking, you know, things were the, you know, the way the economy was going, everything else people were going, you know, this looks like an untapped market. I think everything just all of a sudden, everyone had the same idea at the same time, almost. Yeah. No, I, I kind of feel that way because even I, you know, you know yeah, everyone, everyone has a dream of opening a brewery. And, you know, back in like 09 or 2010, I was like, man, it would be great to open a brewery in Rhode Island. I'm sure it would do really well. <laughs> <laughs> you know what that syndrome is called? That, that time is, that time is past now. Water. Chris, you know, that, that's called great minds think alike. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Something happened in Rhode Island. I don't know what it was. But. So, um, Tammy, can you explain uh, how you ended up at Foolproof? Um, essentially, um, after Penichuk closed, I ducked back into being a chemist for a little while while I was trying to formulate what I wanted to do, and then went on over to a, there's a brewery in Worcester called Wormtown that was starting up, and the brewmaster there was a buddy of mine, and I said, hey, you need a hand? And so I was just helping him out, and while that was going on, I met Nick, who's the president and co-founder of Foolproof. And he and I got along well, and we decided, all right. I decided I really didn't want to run the business, and he decided he really didn't want to homebrew the, brew the beer. He was a home brewer. <laughs> and it was a match made I, in heaven. It worked well. <laughs> yeah. Cool. And you guys have been open just under two years, right? Just under two years, actually, our grand opening, you know, when we had our friends and family, was two years ago. I believe it was two years ago yesterday. Oh, cool. And we brewed our first batch of beer on December 7th of that year, of um, 2012. But we sort of opened the doors to the public and everything else January 4th. Well, right. I, I knew there was something going on in Rhode Island Beer. When my brother lives in Newport, and two summers ago I was there. And I went to one of the, what do you call them, package stores there? Yep. You call yep. them package. I went to the package Packies. store. Yeah. And I, and I, some of us I did an experiment. <laughs> I, I ordered one of my favorite California IPAs. I'm not going to say which one. And then I bought a case. I asked for the local beer, and I got a case of a Storm King. 
And the California IPA actually tasted Newport kind of Storm? stale. Newport Storm. Oh, okay. And yep. the Newport Storm mm-hmm. tasted super fresh and great. And I started thinking, wow, they're actually the, the beer that's freshest is the local. And the California beer felt like it had been sitting around for a while. Yeah. I mean, is it, I mean that's – yeah, it seems like – I mean, you well, can say that for a lot of places, I think, right now. It's like you see the local stuff. People are showing that across the board. And Rhode Island is, seems like no exception. People want to drink the same thing that's coming from nearby as opposed to – the other coast, and I think I think there's also a sense of pride that Rhode Islanders have about local products. You know, it's why we're loyal to um, things like Autocrat coffee syrup. You know, <laughs> Dells, you know? Um, so so um, I think that uh, I think it makes sense that. Wait, can you repeat that, that syrup name again? Autocrat coffee syrup. <laughs> yeah, because no. I think Lamel was laughing when you. Yeah, said no, that. no. It's I mean, it's so, so oh, Jimmy. Do you know what the state absolutely. drink of Rhode Island is? What the state drink of Rhode Island is coffee milk. Oh yeah, and it's it's made yeah. with autocrat coffee syrup. Lamel knows I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I grew up on that. My my parents had no qualms about putting caffeine in my system from a very early age. <laughs> so yeah. what, what else is unique about Rhode Island? Um. Johnny well, Cakes? Is there a thing called the biggest, Johnny Cakes? The biggest little state in the union. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I'm. I, I mean, the fact that everyone knows each other once removed. You know, <laughs> it's it's a small state geographically. I mean, there's a million people there. It's not exactly a small state in terms of population, but you know, here I here I was uh, reading more about Tilted Barn, and I realized I went to high school with uh, Matt Richardson, the co-founder. Of it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, look at that! Yeah, hey, I went to high school with him. Um, so, <laughs> so uh, Dammy, tell us what what do you think? What are some uniquely Rhode Island things that in food and drink for you? Well, uniquely Rhode Island things, you know, cohogs. You know, yeah, you can get stuffed clams anywhere, but stuffed quahog is a Rhode Island thing. Mm-hmm. Yep, I had, also, I had one oh, of yeah. those. I had one of those on Saturday night. <laughs> yeah. Go on, you what know, else? Dell's lemonade. Absolutely. Oh yeah, you can't have a dead cat without hitting a Dell's stand in Rhode Island, mm-hmm. especially come summertime. <laughs> those are just, I mean, those are classic Rhode Island. I, I grew up in southeastern Connecticut, right over the border, and. I knew about stuff like that. And also there was another classic Rhode Island thing, no school in Foster Gloucester. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's uh... the only part of the state that got snow, so they had never had school in the winter. <laughs> Believe me, as a, as a kid growing up in, in Warwick, where we would get we would get like a puddle of sleet, and they would get like 10 inches of snow in Foster. And they'd close school, and we'd be at school. And like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> And Dammy, so some of the other breweries that that you like down there, uh, what are other places you can recommend? Gray Sale. Um, Josh there is making some fantastic beers right now. I mean, I'm really enjoying what he's doing out there. Um, right in Pawtucket, there's actually three breweries in Pawtucket. Um, one of which is ourselves. Another is the Bucket, which is an old um, Rhode Island nickname for Pawtucket. <laughs> and the other one is Crooked Current. I haven't had anything from um, Crooked Current yet, but the bucket makes a fantastic Kolsch. Really enjoy that one. Oh, yeah. And you know what's funny? Uh, Crooked Current is in the old bucket space. Uh, yep, bucket, bu- bucket yep. upgraded to a, to a larger space, and uh, now Crooked Current is in the old uh, so, so everything, what goes around comes around, you know, it's, it's like passing down to the new generation. So, so guys, I'm going to read to you from a Yankee Bruner. So the Rhode Island page, there's two ads that are from Rhode Island. There's, there's the not your average billiard bar, Rhode Island billiard with 108 taps. 
And then there's the Blackstone Valley Brewing Supplies. Actually, Va- Blackstone Valley Brewing Supplies is where I bought my first homebrew kit. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So you, do you guys know <laughs> yeah. either of those businesses? Yeah. <laughs> Steve's, a, Steve's a great friend, and Blackstone Valley Brewing Supplies, he has a lot of people come in there. I actually buy my brewing supplies from them, too, as well, and also uh, a lot of my wine kits. So uh, Blackstone Brewing Supplies is uh, fantastic, actually. So that's real. What about the Rhode Island Billiards? <laughs> I've never even heard of that place. <laughs> North, <laughs> North, North Providence. There. I've been there once. And uh, I'll say, you know, it's uh, the beer list isn't what they make it out to be. I'll say that. <laughs> Enough. Of, so we said definitely we could say Blackstone Valley Brewing Supplies and Woonsocket, Rhode Island. That's a heart and soul of uh, Rhode Island craft beer, right? Well, a, Could you say that? I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a good starting point for everyone, you know. And I'm sure a lot of yeah. there are a lot of home brewers who who buy their supplies there, who maybe are eyeing getting into the brewing industry themselves in Rhode Island. And you know, there's there's I think there's still room for a few more. You know, someone asked me yesterday. It's like so there's. 14 production breweries or brew pubs in Rhode Island right now. Um, and the question was, uh, how many towns do you have? Well, there's 39 cities and towns. So we could, <laughs> in theory, have as many breweries as cities and towns. Why not? <laughs> what did you call it, Zach? The little big state? The biggest little Other state than... in the union. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, although some will argue that Delaware is actually the biggest <laughs> little state in the union. That's fair enough. <laughs> Purist. <laughs> so, guys, I'll tell you, we're, we're going to take a short break. Uh, Demi and Lamel, you're welcome to stay on a little bit. Um, got a lot more to talk about on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. Okay. Hey, 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 welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. This is like Trans Love, you know, productions coming at you. <laughs> nice mix master, Mr. Jack Inslee. I like the in- interlude music. <laughs> and we should give a shout out to our, our theme song, the, the Beer Amigos. Uh, they also have a podcast, a beer podcast on Long Island. Uh, th- they actually wrote our intro theme song f- for our show. And uh, big shout out, check out the Beer Amigos out on Long Island. All right, so uh, some special guests just walked in. Uh, John Carlo and Sarah Anasi, author of Beer Lover's Guide to New York. Did I get that right? You did. You guys have a special thing coming up. So Brooklyn Brewery, not only for its great owners and, and, and brewers, has actually been hosting a lot of really great events lately. And you guys have something coming up. Yeah, we do. So we have on December 15th, we have kind of like a... 
holiday shopping party. It's a holiday book market, and we're having it from 7.30 to 10.30. And it's basically a time to enjoy some really great fresh beer and uh, do so, get some holiday shopping done. So I it's going to be whatever. all beer books? All beer, and um, there's a whiskey book there, too. And then also... So what are some of the, the, the books? Will authors be there as well? Absolutely. So this is the special thing about this party is all the authors are going to be there signing books, talking like to people who? like Steve Hindy, who is the founder of the Brooklyn Brewery. He's going to be signing his book, The Craft Beer, Beer Revolution. Revolution. Great book. Garrett Oliver, Brooklyn Brewmaster. He's going to be signing uh, Oxford Companion to Beer. All their books are, are on sale at the brewery anyway. John Hall, author of the American Craft Beer Cookbook, Us, uh, Lou Bryson, who uh, wrote Tasting Whiskey, Jeremy Cowan, who's um, the owner of Schmaltz Brewing, and he's the author of Craft Beer Bar Mitzvah, Ben Keen, author of the Great Northeast Brewery Great Tour, too. and we got Jeff Cialetti, too, who created a, a DVD movie, uh, Beerituality. So it's a really great lineup. And I'll give a shout on goodbeerseal.com. We actually have a whole bunch of uh, every author who's been on Beer Sessions Radio, we have their books listed. And you can and that you can get a direct link to Amazon. So you can also go to goodbristil.com and buy many of those books as well. Definitely. All so, right. Well, I just wanted tickets are available at bit.ly slash holiday book party. It's an event bright link. They're twenty dollars for open bar. I love that bit.ly. <laughs> <laughs> you guys hang out so you guys were my unexpected expected guests. You guys hang out too. We're gonna talk more about Rhode Island beer. So Zach, you know, we've been talking about a lot of different beers. Uh, what's your take on Rhode Island beer so far? I mean, coming from where, like what I know as a New Englander, we're innately proud people. And I, and I feel like the growth of this industry in Rhode Island is, is going to be supported by the people who live there and probably a little bit further beyond in Massachusetts and in Connecticut. Rhode Island, uh, Rhode Island stuff is probably poised to take off from the looks of where people are headed. Mm-hmm. It's, it's pretty young. I mean, it, there's no... There's no more exciting time than the the first few years. New York City is kind of seeing that right now too. I mean, you go back to 2011 and you don't really have much happening in the five boroughs. Yeah. Um, and now look at us. You know, we've we're had almost, 12 breweries open in the last 12 months. It's so. very it's, it's <laughs> so exciting. And I'm 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 looking at Rhode Island, which is you know smaller than New York City in, in terms of population, but uh, I, th- I assume right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah it's smaller yeah. than New York City in terms of population, <laughs> but it's definitely there, there's support there, and I can see that. And Nico. Well, what's the spread like in the state? Like, how many breweries can I hit up in a day? Are they kind of close? To well, you can cross I mean, the state in forty-five <laughs> minutes, no matter where you're coming from. Okay. I mean, yeah. I, I, so, so here's a funny thing. So, we're we're drinking. We just uh, cracked open the Newport Storm Wham Bam Van Dam, um, and uh, it's uh, it's funny because as a Rhode Islander, we are. There, there's certain things about Rhode Islanders. We are afraid of long distances because if we, you know, we just travel a few They're miles, laughing. we're in another state. Oh, it's it's true. We, we laugh at ourselves. Yeah. Um, it's like so, the Belgian syndrome. I mean, I hadn't been to Newport Storm in like. 10 years because <laughs> it was on the other side of the bridge, you know? So like I have to cross the Newport bridge to go over there. Um, so, you know, that's, uh, but you can definitely hit up the one, I mean, in Pawtucket, yeah, as Damon mentioned, there's three alone in Pawtucket, which, you know, they're pretty close to each other. Um, in Providence, you can go to Trinity brew house and union station, um, in Cranston, you know, only a few miles away, you have Rutopia too. So, and there's a, there's a cluster right there there um and what's also interesting is down you know if you want to include southeastern connecticut too you can go down to graysale in westerly rhode island and then you can walk to cottrell um which is in pocket connecticut um and then beard brewing
Wedding, which is not far from there. Um, They're great. Just a quick oh, Chris, what, yeah. you, you had a, a fun question to ask Dammy, because after yeah. that, we're gonna, actually going to go so, to Maine and talk to some guys <laughs> in Maine. So. So, um, so during the break, I was like, you know, we haven't mentioned at all the Rhode Island accent. And it's funny because I, I, I hadn't mentioned a couple of your beers that actually um, use the Rhode Island accent in their names. Why, yes, we've got Backyard <laughs> and King of the Yard. <laughs> Which, uh, what, what's the spelling on that? <laughs> Y-A-H-D. Yeah. You know, just as it's pronounced. So. Yeah. Like, yeah, all vowels. <laughs> all right, cause you guys geek out on Rhode Island here. Come on. <laughs> no, we, we always do. You know, it's, it's, it's uh, you know, we're very proud of the, the things that make us unique. And it's really great to see that the beer is helping you know, you know, round out our uniqueness. So, you know, as a beer geek, I'm proud to say that the beer is now what helps make us unique as a state. Um, and I'm I'm really happy to see this finally happen. So. You guys are awesome. I'm going to ask uh, Lamel and Dammy, you guys got to sign off because we have a call coming in from uh, Justin Kennedy, our co-producer, up at uh, Allagash in Maine. He's going to be calling in in a minute, so we want to get a few words with him. But uh, Sarah and Giancarlo, Beer Lover's Guide to New York, mm-hmm. you know, what what do you think about Rhode Island beer? You don't know anything about it, but you sat through the show today. Um, I bet you have a good question for us. We don't. Uh, we haven't had too much experience with Rhode Island beer, but I guess having traveled New York, where the, a lot of people are still getting used to the fact that we have good beer, are Rhode Islanders aware that there is such a thing going on? Where there's this good question. Oh yeah. Recent. No, no I, th- I think I think they are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you look at if you look at Narragansett. Um, I mean, they're they're not you know necessarily they're not brewing in Rhode Island, but um, the, when that brand came back, it shot up to to you know market share that was you know unrivaled by any other brewery because in people Rhode are Island. proud. Yeah, exactly because people are proud of a local product. And, so. and Daniel, what, what's your answer to that question? Rhode Islanders are very provincial. I could say I grew up in southeastern Connecticut. I currently live in Massachusetts. And one thing I know, notice, even growing up and everything else, if something is from Rhode Island, Rhode Islanders buy it. And the craft beer scene there has taken off because, among other things, there's a lot more craft beers out there, and they're going, hey, that's made down the street. I want that one. I don't want to buy – we actually find that in – when we brought our beer into Massachusetts, there was a package store that said, well, you guys aren't local. Uh, they were about five miles from the brewery. They were just over the state line. We weren't local. <laughs> so, so yeah, no, I think New Englanders in general seem to be that way. So, uh, All about the locals in New England. Yeah, no, exactly. So, yeah, no, but uh, this was – it's great to have these Rhode Island breweries. No, you guys are – so, so Damian Lamel, thanks. You guys have to hang up because we're waiting for another call, okay? Thanks for joining us, guys. Right. Really appreciate it. Thank you it. so much. And, Jack, let us know when, uh, if Justin Kennedy calls in. In the meantime, let's keep talking. So by this way, is a great show. Yeah, no, I, I, I want to mention, by the way, one thing I did, didn't mention when we were drinking this Newport Storm uh, Wham Bam Van Dam is that they've really stepped up their game as a brewery. They've been around since 1999. But it was interesting to see how the other breweries that opened in Rhode Island um, started to give them competition, and they really started to step up their game. They also own a, uh, a, a distillery, a rum distillery called uh, Thomas Tew. And um, they're finally starting to barrel. How, how are beers. they able to, if they're making so much beer, 
they're also able to contract. So Third Rail, for example, mm-hmm. goes up there and makes beer. Well, if I recall, Third Rail is one of the first uh, breweries they've ever uh, contracted with. Um, and, you know, I know Lauren goes up there all the time to brew his beer um, and uh, makes some really fantastic beer, too. But, uh, yeah, no, it's great to see that that some of our local beer is coming from Rhode Island. So Yeah, Nico, you, you know more about the New York City beer scene, too. I mean, did, did they ever say why they – why they're making beer in at Newport Storm and bringing it down to New York City? Um, I'm not really sure. It's it's a far drive, but uh, they seem to be happy with I guess the conditions there in terms of uh, you know they're allowed to kind of go up there and do whatever they want. There are no real restrictions um, to the beers that they're brewing. Great, Jack. Do we have uh, Justin on yet? Not yet. We're waiting for a call. We're trying to make this all New England Come on, show. Justin. He, could, he, yeah. could, he couldn't get a signal from way up there, Maine. No, uh, yeah. Well, right now, Justin Kennedy's up in uh, in Portland, Maine, at Allagash. He wrote an article last May in, for Savor online uh, about the cool ship, and we kind of all know about that. But still, how many of you have had Allagash cool ship beers, which you can pretty much only get at the brewery? Have you ever had them, Zach? I, you know, I haven't been to Allagash. Or I sorry, I haven't been to Portland since I was of drinking age. So unfortunately, no. Oh, you're missing out. I know. I know. Yeah, it's Why so is great. that the best answer? No. Nico, <laughs> <laughs> have you had any of the Allagash Cool Ship beers? No, um, but that's definitely on my list too. Uh, I bet John Carlo, have you? And Sarah, no. Well, am I the only one? A lot of time when I yeah. come Well, I have. I have Allagash only show. because our good friend Mike Lavulo, <laughs> who has a freaking Talk Allagash tattoo. tattoo on his yeah. arm, uh, brought some down to uh, bottle share that I did once. So. All right, hey, here he is. <laughs> Hey Justin, are you on the air? Hey Jimmy, what's up? So uh, we just we finished wrapping up Rhode Island. We had a great talk with uh, Dammy from uh, Foolproof Brewing, and uh, we've got Chris O'Leary here and everybody. So how, what's going on up at Allagash? Oh, not much. We're just uh, hanging out at the Thirsty Pig in downtown Portland right now. Just finished up uh, brewing one of the, uh, I think the fifth Cool Ship brew of the day, and I'm sitting here with uh, Jason Perkins from uh, the head brewer from Allagash. So we'll try to put on speakerphone. I don't, we're in a little bit of a noisy spot, but hopefully we can uh, you can hear us. Yeah, I mean, why, why don't you guys just tell us as we only have a few minutes what, what brew you guys made and, and you know the recipe, some parameters. Yeah, so Jason, we brewed what uh, the base cool ship beer today. Yeah, we did. Um, we brew uh, one base beer, base word, if you will, that creates our three cool ship beers. So cool ship resurgum, cool ship red, and cool ship three. So we brewed that base beer today. And then we and then we transferred the beer from from the cool ship, which is set overnight from yesterday, into uh, into the barrels today, and they'll. Be there for what about a year or two, Jason? Minimum of one year. Uh, the longest would be three years, depending on how we use them. And those will those generally just be available at at the brewery? Sorry, I can't hear you, Jimmy. Say that again. Will those just uh, generally be available at the brewery? Yeah. Like where? Where Sorry, is he? Well, I'm, I'm having a really hard time <laughs> hearing it. <laughs> I, I, you know. I'm glad you guys called in. I don't know if that's the right. So just keep talking, guys. <laughs> Tell us more about your day in uh, in Maine. Sorry, I really can't hear what you're saying. Okay. Well, listen, this is uh, fun. It might be better to, yeah, we might, we might uh, need to go somewhere else. But, um, Send yeah, us a we've, text. Had a, we've had a great time up here, and uh, hopefully you guys had some good discussion about uh, Rhode Island here, too. All right, so we covered a lot of Rhode Island. Jack, thanks. We'll sign off. Um, 
Thanks, guys, for calling. So we had a fun fun show tonight. We talked about Rhode Island. We've got a call into uh, Portland, Maine. So cover a lot of things on Beer Sessions. Events coming up, of course. Sarah and John Carlo, once again, what's your special event at Broken Brewery? Uh, there's going to be a holiday book market on December 15th with uh, authors uh, like Steve Hindy, Garrett Oliver, Lou Bryson, uh, John Hall, ourselves and also the um movie spirituality i do i like i like books about beer so that's going to be awesome we're going to that zach anything coming up for the holidays at abc beer co i mean yeah we're we're stocking up big on stuff that you're going to want to give up for presents and things like that you know have a potential couple classes down the line we're doing a thing with greenpoint brewing on friday or sorry on thursday night so if you guys want to come by and try some great beer from brooklyn six to nine the brewers will be there we'll be hanging out a bunch of stuff on tap so all right nico anything going on for you just going to be uh, hanging out in my backyard. <laughs> Chris? That was a wicked good accent. Yeah. <laughs> I love the Rhode Island guys. So also, a special events. We're giving some shout-outs. Uh, this Saturday and Sunday, December 6th and 7th. Well, first, there's two things. You can go to Muggs Ale House in, in Brooklyn for their annual something, Belgian something. Belgium to Brooklyn. Belgium to Brooklyn. Ninth, Great event. The ninth edition. The ninth edition. Or you can go to Single Cut Beersmith and Astoria celebrate their second anniversary with some special beers. Can I give a shout-out to uh, the Owl Farm? They start their Imperial Stout Festival this weekend. Their That's this weekend, one. too. Jeez so, Louise. Well, that, and that runs straight through until next weekend, too. So you can space out those you know, 10% uh, beers. It's December 16th. Listen, Come listen to our show, Beer and Spirits Show. We're talking about New York Spirits and beers. And uh, a lot more coming. I'm going to give a shout-out for New York City Beer Week. You know, you're going to start hearing about it, but it's coming back at the end of February, February 21st. And our New York City Brewers Choice will be back. It will be Tuesday, February 24th. You'll start hearing about it in a couple weeks. But put that on your radar because we're going to have uh, 30 brewers all making a batch of beer with New York State grain, over 20 different restaurants and chefs from New York City. And uh, it's, it's definitely going to be back as a marquee event for uh, – New York City Beer Week. We're working closely with the New York City Brewers Guild this this year and Grow NYC. And Andrea from uh, Valley Malt up in Massachusetts. So She's awesome. That's right. In closing, I'd like there. to thank our sponsors <laughs> at GreatBrewers.com have helped to bring this podcast to you again for going on the fifth year. Thanks to Chris, Zach, Nico, Lamel, Dammy, Justin, Sarah, and Giancarlo for joining me here on the Heritage Radio Network. I'm Jimmy Carboni. Thanks to our producers, Maggie Seiden and Justin Kennedy, and our engineer, Mac Jack Inslee. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. Thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can email us with questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.